Alfonso Cuarón's film adaptation of P.D. James' Children of Men is getting a lot of attention out there, well beyond the importance of most genre movies. So we're going to do another tag team review. As usual, the Escape Pod review contains potential spoilers, the occasional expletive, and actual opinions which you just might not agree with. We'll begin with our friend Eva, a ballet teacher from Singapore. Day 1000 of the Siege of Seattle. The Muslim community demands an end to the army's occupation of mosques. The Homeland Security Bill is ratified. After eight years, British borders will remain closed. The deportation of illegal immigrants will continue. Good morning. Our lead story. The world was stunned today by the death of Diego Ricardo, the youngest person on the planet. Baby Diego was stabbed outside a bar in it's 2027 and the film opens on a bleak London morning as the world discovers that the youngest human being has just died in a bar brawl in Buenos Aires. People stare at the television and wipe tears from their eyes. But Theo Farron, played by wonderfully brooding Clive Owen, calmly shoulders through them to order a cup of coffee, curiously unaffected by the tragedy that has overwhelmed everyone else. From the television news, we discovered that no children have been born in more than 18 years because of a worldwide tragedy that is never quite explained. The world has descended into chaos and only Britain soldiers on. As we follow Theo, the landscape only gets bleaker. Terrorists blow up the coffee shop seconds after he leaves. A horde of homeless people attack his train with sticks and rocks through the ruined sections of London. And a passing armored boss reveals the brutal lengths the British government has gone to to control immigration. The plot gets moving when Theo is kidnapped by his ex-wife, the charming Julian Moore, who now leads a notorious anti-government terrorist group, and is asked to get transit papers out of Britain for a young woman they are currently hiding who, as Theo soon finds out, is pregnant. The movie then becomes a race to get this young woman to the human project, a free group of scientists trying to discover a cure for the infertility while avoiding the government, who would not allow a foreigner to be the first mother in 18 years, and the terrorists, who want to use her for political ends. The movie is visually amazing. Alfonso Cuaron of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban and Itumama Tembian has a masterful control of the environment and paints an eerily familiar wall that is a through-the-looking-glass version of America post-9-11. His visual style is impressively realistic, with several breathtaking single-shot sequences that had me riveted. Clive Owen's dark intensity does not disappoint us too, and Julianne Moore shines as she moves easily from the terrorist with the cost to the sparkling old flame. But the real treat is Chiwetel Ejiofor's turn as Moore's right-hand man. His screen time is far too brief, but he still manages to evoke the same sadistic charm he brought to his role as the agent in Serenity. The Children of Men is, at once, dark, brilliant, hopeful, and terrifyingly believable. The film is easily the best SF thriller of 2006. Our second reviewer, Ramona Broussard, is a potter from Austin, Texas. You can find her podcast at www.wordnot.com. A generation from now, women can't have babies. The world is a war zone, and England is an isolated bastion of police state safety. Activists try to get refugees into the country. 
a drug kit called Quietus is marketed as a means for legal and peaceful suicide. But marijuana is still illegal. Humans are pretty much doomed. Theo, a weary bureaucrat played by Clive Owen, is drafted into an uprising by his ex-wife, played by Julianne Moore, because of his ability to get traveling papers. He presently discovers that he has become enmeshed in a plot to get the first pregnant woman on Earth in 18 years to safety with a group called The Human Project. Excitement ensues. Such is the story of Children of Men, based on a novel by P.D. James. Is this movie science fiction? One of my coworkers answered this question with one of his own. Did aliens come down to make all the women sterile? Well, no, probably not. But in truth, we just don't know. The origin of the infertility plague is never explained. Does it have to be? Children of Men is set in the future, an admittedly close future, and the global infertility, whatever its cause, is clearly an indispensable speculative element. To me, that makes it science fiction. But for all that, the movie doesn't have much of a science fiction feel. Director Alfonso Cuaron says he doesn't mean for the film to be science fiction. He means for it to be an action movie set in 2027, and his movie certainly doesn't fetishize the futuristic elements of this world. And that's part of the movie's strength. Most of the shots are remarkable for their original view of the ordinary. The clockwork orange-like scenes in the home of Theo's rich cousin are the only shots that appear truly futuristic, not so much for the presence of a pilled-out teenager playing holographic video games, but rather for the unnatural brightness and cleanliness of the setting and the huge dimensions of the classical art and music. I confess that when I went to see Children of Men, I expected the throwaway experience of an unimportant film, and I was more interested in seeing the graffiti by the British artist Banksy. In fact, I missed any graffiti, distracted by the impressive film technique. There are at least two instances of Banksy, by the way, a stencil of policemen making out and a stencil of a girl looking down. I have yet to grasp the political statement that ties in with the rest of the film in either case. But as impressed as I was with the remarkable cinematic technique and world-building, the film is hampered by a number of important flaws. Theo, our protagonist, is a former activist, has suffered, is now divorced, but is still in love with his ex. Ho-hum. He agrees to be a hero against his will. Ho-hum. He's cynical. Ho-hum. There are a couple other trite gimmicks, not the least of which is the human project itself. And, while the extinction of the human race approached from a not-too-tired perspective isn't a bad way to set up an intellectually challenging film, the film's action sequences ultimately seem to crowd out its more thoughtful elements. The explanation for infertility is lost amidst bombs exploding and policemen shooting civilians. The symbolic significance of one woman pregnant in a childless world is lost amidst the devious plotting of backstabbing friends. Any attempt to predict what if humans cause this to happen is lost in the attempt to predict what if radicals cause this apathetic guy to care again and how are they going to get out of this war zone without getting killed. But the action is terrific. The set pieces are simply remarkable in their execution. While I know some won't like the, perhaps misplaced, comedy, push-starting cars and a chase scene struck me as brilliant. The climactic urban battle scene unfolds in one long, continuous take, and sure, that's impressive. 
But for all the virtuosity of this shot, its most striking moment is when Theo stumbles into some terrified civilians cowering behind a bulkhead for cover from the crossfire and is forced to apologize to them. Quaron has the ability to make us think in spite of cynical cliches and played-out marketing. There's a lot to be said for a film that packs this much in. It's a shame when blood and action went out over wonder and invention, but at least Children of Men has lots of wonder and invention. I guess my after-the-fact expectations weren't met. Children of Men could have been better, but before I saw it, I thought it would be worse. There's something to be said for a movie that raises your expectations after you've already seen it. Our first two reviewers have already laid out the basic premise and plot of Children of Men and have discussed the film's remarkable craftsmanship and strong performances. I'm down with all that, although I think we'd be remiss not to mention the wonderfully natural and light-hearted performance by Claire Hope Ashty as Key, the pregnant refugee at the center of the story, and Michael Caine's remarkable rendition of Theo's friend Jasper Palmer, a former political cartoonist who lives in the woods, grows strawberry-flavored pot, and channels John Lennon. Clive Owen's performance encompasses strength in the face of desperation and intractable sadness, the face of Britain under the gun again. And yes, I'll add my voice to Ava's and Ramona's and all the other reviewers out there who can't say enough about the wacky chase scene from an English farmhouse, the shocking motorcycle ambush on a country road, or the protracted battle scene at the film's climax, which put me in mind of Saving Private Ryan. Children of Men is indeed a technical tour de force. But for my part of this tag team review, I wanted to focus on the way this movie feels, I kept thinking about something the historian Eugen Weber once said, speaking of the beginning of the last century, the period leading up to World War I. Weber called this period a long nightmare in which everybody knew that something terrible was about to happen, and there was nothing anybody could do to stop it. In the end, all it took was a Serbian teenager and one slain aristocrat to plunge civilization into the abyss. I think we all feel, sometimes, as if we're living in one of those long nightmare moments now. Powder kegs lie strewn about the globe, fuses sizzling. Our world feels even more unstable than usual right now, geopolitically, financially, socially, environmentally. As my wife pointed out after the movie, after we had managed to catch our breath, wipe our eyes, and pull ourselves out of our seats, we're just one market crash, just one flu pandemic just one global crop failure or rogue missile away from the kind of world depicted in Children of Men. The film is so frightening and works so well because there is virtually nothing alien or futuristic about it. On the contrary, this is our world, a world aflame with tribalism and hate, a world where once decent societies have responded to global insecurity by morphing into reactionary surveillance states and engaging in open brutality against minorities, a world in which shiny new technologies are deployed over a crumbling infrastructure, like a plasma screen TV precariously balanced on a rotten wood shelf in a sagging English cottage. The global conflagration is crushing most of humanity, while at the same time a select few ride the whirlwind to new heights of power and wealth. This is a perfect setup for a nativity story, a tale of birthing hope in a rude manger amidst violence and despair. And that's exactly what Children of Men is. 
Yes, when you walk out of the theater, you're going to be a bit shook up, having taken a long look at the world that is unfolding and unraveling right under our noses. But Quaron's movie is ultimately about human hope and human resilience. Of course, humans have an infinite capacity to fuck things up, to visit hell on one another, to make any bad situation even worse. But there's still tomorrow and a new generation. So says Children of Men. I hope that's not too optimistic. This is Jonathan Sullivan for Escape Pod.